of the NFL season. This is the Sports Memory Podcast. Woo! We just had the first Tuesday night football game. And I think they said it was like 70-something years. I don't know, did you guys hear, hear that? I'm not sure of the numbers, but um, am I the only one that was kind of like, you know what, I wouldn't mind having uh, having some of these flex games Tuesday and Wednesday. One, one every day of the week, man. I kind of dig Tuesday uh uh, NFL more than I do Thursday. What about you guys? I mean, I'm normally, again, this is, we're in fall, we're in the middle of college football. I'm used to watching like Ball State versus Toledo, Mac football. Right. Let me tell you, I'd much rather watch an NFL game on Tuesday rather than Mac football on a Tuesday. I was totally into it. Me too. I watched the hell out of it. Um, Derrick Henry broke my heart in so many ways, fantasy wise, but, uh, Wow, uh, the Titans, man. They have not, they did not practice for like two weeks prior to that game. Um, came out swanging. Everything went the Titans' way. That was insane. Practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah, who needs practice? I mean, that just showed that you don't because the Titans just put a whooping on Buffalo and Buffalo was looking hot. Like they were looking, they were going to run away with the AFC East and, and Tennessee put on a show. I mean, Tannehill outplayed Josh Allen. Like I wouldn't have thought that in a, in a million years. I, 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 I wouldn't put Tannehill on the same level of Josh Allen and Tannehill embarrassed him. See, I was, did, did, did you see the, uh, the stats that they had for Tannehill over the last 14 games? Um, uh, compared to Mahomes in the last 14. It's kind of mind-blowing, right? He was the best player in fantasy for the final five weeks of last season, um, and that was pretty underplayed going into this year. Uh, he's been a, you know, he's been kind of on and off fantasy-wise, but overall, I mean, you were getting him like in the later rounds, so um, he's been a bargain however you yeah. shake it, whether you're the Titans or you're a fantasy owner. He's been sensational. Uh, you were surprised by Josh Allen's uh, performance. I'm not. Um, I've been waiting for Josh Allen to kind of fall off. I thought it was a, an exciting beginning of the year. Uh, but, you know, we've compared him to Lamar Jackson, and I think that comparison holds sway. Um, he's a great player. He's a great athlete, uh, all that. But, man, I just doubt his ability to throw downfield sometimes. Don't you? I'm, it's tough because, I mean, he is making a, quite a few, like, downfield throws. Um, obviously, he's missing plenty. Um, I, I for me, he's definitely a better downfield passer. Um, he's just still he's got a lot of polishing to do. Um, I still think you know it's we all knew that he had work to do right coming out, but um, he's he's still exceeding all expectations. I mean, he's still on his rookie deal, man. He's so young, so young. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just pulled up his stats. He's second in yards. He's second in touchdowns. He's third in QBR. Like he's only thrown he's only thrown three interceptions. <laughs> Did he look bad? Yes, he looked bad. But I, I'm I, I think he's firmly removed himself from the MVP race. Uh, I think I think that's separating pretty quickly uh, with uh, with uh, Russ and and Rogers. But I think Josh Allen is still a fringe top five quarterback despite his play Tuesday night. Oh, I think he's definitely top. Uh, you said top five. Yeah, no, I I, I, I don't believe that at all. Uh, I think he's, g- g- give me give me four others. Give me four others that you would put in front of him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I would definitely go to Sean Watson. I would definitely. Jeez, I mean, after that, Aaron Rodgers, one hundred percent. 
That's um, four, so that's five right yeah, now. So Kyle, I need one how more. about Kyler? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd have to maybe go... I take him over Lamar. I take him over Baker. I take him. I would over not ben. take him over Lamar Jackson. Let's 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 not be too hasty. Lamar Jackson was the MVP last year. Um, they've had some rough rough weeks so far, but uh, yeah, uh, let's not be too hasty. Lamar Jackson well, was literally just the MVP last year. No, I would take well, Lamar Jackson over him. Um, now, if we're talking fantasy wise, yeah, I use the top five player, um, but just a guy I would rather have on my team. Who would I rather have right now? Jeez, I don't know. There's some guys out there, you know, some some veterans. Ben Roethlisberger, I'd definitely rather have. Tom um, Brady or Josh Allen? Uh, Josh Allen, 100%. But I think you, I've been very vocal about how bad I think Tom Brady is this year. I mean, how about, how about Goff, another? Uh, Jared Goff or Josh Allen? Oh, Josh Allen all day. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he's not fifth, he's sixth or seventh. Like, he is right there. Jared like, Goff is terrible. Well, well, how about this for uh, uh, fringe quarterbacks that catch a lot of slack in um, mixed reviews? Um, buy or sell, uh, Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> sell, sell. Yeah, I mean, he, but he's, he's, he's they're still doing well, man. What a what a win! Yeah. What a win! It was a great game I, plan. I, great game plan. It, it's not to either one of you, and I hope nobody in our in our fantasy league listens. But yeah, I have Derek Carr on my roster and I am trying to trade him right now. I have a trade proposal out for Der- including Derek Carr right now. I'm trying to sell high on him as soon as possible. Well, don't worry because uh, this won't be uh, released till tomorrow, so anyone in our fantasy league. Well, let's let's we'll get back to the NFL, but let's go uh, to probably the biggest story of the week. Uh, LeBron James wins his fourth title. Um, you know, I, I think most of us are LeBron fans. I'm a huge LeBron fan. Uh, I think I hate him or I think I love him so much because of how much he's hated. Um, if, if you have LeBron James, or sorry, Michael Jordan in the same era, I think he would be hated just as much, uh, because social media wasn't around at that time. I think he kind of gets a pass, but uh, what'd you guys think of that championship? Well, LeBron's four letters goat for me. Um, Yep. I mean, he's checked everything that you want, like your superstar hero athlete to be right coming out of high school. Never done anything wrong. Gives back like has built schools like he does everything right. Um, you know, he gets a lot of hate, but the like Stephen A. Smith hates him. Um, but LeBron's teams are so bad. They're lottery picks when he's not there. Uh, he's he's the best ever for me. He just he can take over games. Um, I was after that first game. I was surprised it went six, man. Yeah, so so Marcus, you you have him as the goat, and I don't want to have this turn into this conversation that much. But he has a losing record in the finals. Like, yeah, I don't I don't think we would I don't think we'd be putting Tom Brady if Tom Brady was four and six. So ridiculous. In, in he's, he's close to five hundred, but, but most of those teams shouldn't they shouldn't even in the playoffs without him. Let alone get it's, to the it's championship. So fucking dumb that argument. It's so fucking dumb. If Jordan had made four more finals and lost all four, is he a worse player? Question. Seriously. You're the one that proposed no, I mean, it, Brandon. If, if Jordan made four more finals and lost all four finals, is he a worse player because he had those four losses? Is he a worse player for not winning on the biggest stage? I do think it would be a knock on his belt. That, so you know, I, I think it's the dumbest argument you could possibly make. To make more championships and lose them? That, dude, Jordan has had multiple one-and-dones. LeBron has never been one-and-done in the playoffs, ever, in his career. So Jim, Jim Kelly made more Super Bowls than Peyton Manning. 
No one's saying that Jim Kelly is better than Peyton Manning. It's a weird analogy. I, I don't. I don't buy. I don't buy the. I, I don't think a finals appearance You're, gives you. My, my I guess my, my my argument here is a finals appearance doesn't give you clout. Yeah, winning it gives you clout. Jim Kelly and Peyton Manning. What a stretch. What a stretch. Yeah. The, uh, well, Four Super you know, Bowls to three. Four Super Bowls to three. Yeah, but you're talking about arguably the greatest quarterback of all time in Peyton Manning, regardless of if he ever, never won a championship. Jim Kelly was a special player, a great quarterback. But never, never in the discussion. Ever in the discussion of the greatest of all time. Not even in the top five. So well, it's a you huge know, one, stretch. One, one of my jo- sure. my favorite Jordan comparisons is I th- uh, when he retired, right? That team, the following year, they went to the conference finals, like without him. Like that's how good that team was. Uh, and like I said, Jordan, uh, LeBron's teams, they, they're top two pick. That's why they got Kyrie. They started, you know, started getting those guys. It's, it's, it's not even close in my opinion. So, and it never will be, you know, it can change my mind. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't like to go into the goat argument. Uh, I think it's just kind of silly. Um, we, yeah. we're, we're seeing greatness, uh, and right in front of us. We also saw greatness in the nineties with Jordan and really with the eighties, but guess what? Guess who was really ineffective in the eighties? Michael fucking Jordan. He was an incredible individual player like LeBron James early on in his career, but he did not make the finals all that much. Dude, LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan's uh, two three-peats with the Bulls were unreal. Um, but guess what? His fucking teams with the Bulls were unreal. People, all right, you guys obviously watched The Last Dance. Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, man, that made me really nostalgic for how good Michael Jordan is. For me, personally, it made me nostalgic for how good Scotty fucking Pippen was. Yes. People are talking about AD. You know, he's the third best player in the NBA. Scotty Pippen was firmly the second best player in the NBA for a number of those years. And when Michael Jordan left the Bulls, guess what? Scotty Pippen won 55 fucking games. So without Michael Jordan, they won 55 games. What have all of LeBron James's teams done the second he's left? They've been disaster, garbage fires. Yeah. So it, it, I, I was setting myself up. You know, we all, we all have an agenda when we put up an argument. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, he's, he's, he's four and six right now. I think he needs to get to six to be able to, to, be able to firmly say that he's, he's on a level with Jordan. He's only 35, and he looked great. Oh, so yeah. my question so to you guys, do you think he has another three to five years in him? How long does LeBron play? I think he's going to play till he's 42 and be a great <laughs> role player. All, all Like, he's not going to be dominant. Like, next year, you're going to see him fall off. Year after that, you're going to see him fall off even more. But he's going to continue to be a great role player because you know what the most underrated part of LeBron James' uh, game is? His passing. Yeah. So, passing doesn't really go downhill. If he can be a good distributor, I mean, quite, you know, he's... He, People have called him a power guard. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of his career. Point forward, yeah. yeah sorry, point forward. Point, point forward throughout his career, and he went with the Lakers. He's actually become more of a point guard than he's ever been. Um, I could see him transitioning even more into a point guard in the latter parts of his career. You know, when he can't use his force, when he can't use his speed, but he can still be a great distributor. I think he's going to be a great player till he's forty-two. We're talking. I'm. I'm. I. If, if I had to put. All right. Let, let's. We all got to put a number on it. He's got four championships. What does he finish with? I'm going to say six. 
I think when he wins his seventh title as they crown him MVP, the finals uh, MVP, he's going to say, that one's for you, Mike. I'm retiring. So yeah. on that seventh one, <laughs> I don't care how long it takes. Yeah, I, I think he plays another five years. I think he gets three more rings, and I'm, I'm with Marcus. I, th- I think I think the 2025 season, he, he rings it up as soon as he wins one more than Michael. I'm, I'm, with, I'm exactly with, uh, with Marcus on that one. Yeah, I think he finishes his career with the Lakers. Um, I think he's going to be an importer for the rest of his years. Uh, in the NBA, and I'm, I'm going to say a bold, bold prediction, but uh, at the end of LeBron James's career, he buries the hatchet uh, with Durantula and brings him in for a for a win together. I, I'd love to see that. Could you imagine how unstoppable that would be? It'd be ridiculous. My God, if, if he joins the Lakers with AD and LeBron. Yep, that's officially oh, the boy. biggest basketball segment we've ever done on this podcast. So uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. All right, so uh, another big story in the news. Melvin Gordon, uh, obviously running back for the Broncos, gets a DUI just last night. Um, wow. I, I think you put it best in that chat earlier. How 2020 of you, Melvin? I just, to be an athlete, to have all that money and to get DUIs, like, good Lord. I'm so careful just with Ubers, just being a fucking Joe Schmo. I just can't. Whenever a millionaire gets a fucking DUI, I'm like, man, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, to your point, you know, Joe Schmoes, you know, we're all weekend warriors. I mean, we're all drinking right now. Uber costs twelve dollars. Yeah. I mean, what? The, there's no excuse to get DUIs. It doesn't matter if you're an NFL player or if you're an Uber driver. I mean, there literally is. There's no. There's no excuse for it. But I also think there's probably a little bit of ego, like you know. I can't be. I can't be touched. You know, if I get pulled over, I'm Melvin Gordon. Like, what? What are they gonna do to me? Does Denver cut him? Um, Just, I mean, just to save the money. I don't think it's guaranteed. It's not like they're you know needing him. It's not like they're gonna do anything. I think he's on a two year contract though, and it's a really good contract actually. I mean, he's only getting paid like what nine, ten million, I think, a year, which is pretty good for that that quality of a running back. Um, No, I, I thought. Yeah, I don't think they cut him. No, I don't. I hope not. I have him on my fantasy team. Um, that'd be pretty, pretty <laughs> devastating to my already garbage team. He's got a, he's got a good contract. Like they, they didn't sign him for that much. Um, so yeah. I think, I think they're going to keep him because he's been good for him. He's really been their only bright spot. If you think about right. it. So no, I don't think they cut him. Gotcha. But uh, yeah. Do you guys, uh, sp- speaking of uh, putting on a show, uh, do you guys watch any of that red river shootout quadruple overtime? Uh, is there anything better than college football overtime? Like shootouts kind of suck. Overtimes are what they are. I I love college football overtimes. What do you guys think about it? Especially in rivalry games, right? They have rivalry games, they like those are so much more intense because there's so much like riding on them. Uh, I think Florida Florida State used to have a couple uh, some overtime bangers in the like late '90s, early 2000s. Um, but. Uh, now, obviously, we never like grew up being Texas or Oklahoma fans, but that's that's one of like the key rivalries you always like grow up watching. Uh, yeah, it, was, I mean, it was fun to like catch up on it. Um, I was incapacitated Saturday, but uh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, did you guys? I mean, we're a meme page. Uh, did you guys catch the uh, Texas girl flipping off the uh, flipping off the camera? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's gonna be that's gonna be a meme for a long time. Yeah, Brent, well, Brent, if you want to see a good meme, go see Brent Henderson's meme. He did one uh, crying Jordan with her with her oh, that girl. Awesome. It, was, it was funny as shit. But uh, yeah, overtime in college. I've always been a little bit disappointed that the NFL just didn't pick it up. 
Um, after the Vikings lost in the 2009 NFC Championship, uh, they obviously made some big sweeping changes to the overtime as they should have. Uh, and I think what a lot of you know purists, uh, guys that like college football, were really hoping for in that was that I was praying to God that they were going to adopt that because that's what I wanted to see. I want to see college overtime in the NFL. I think it'd be exciting. Maybe bring it back another five yards, you know? Um, yeah. so I was thinking the like other the 40, 40 or 50. I, I think just like your own 25. I mean, we're, we're, we're professionals, but give each team an opportunity at their own 25. Get rid no No clock. No clock. Just go right to your 25 and just go. See, but I, I kind of yeah. like the college where it's just kind of like you sling it in the end zone. Like, you, you just kind of, like, throwing it in there. Um, I, I, I like college. Like, I think in the NFL, if you did that, uh, it would go a long time, which is why I think you'd have to move it back to, like, maybe, like, the 45. Let's say the 45. Yeah, just about. But, like, if you if you screw up, it's the same like college rules. The other team gets it. But, like, yeah. just outside of field goal range, you have to at least make a first down to make it. You know, like high 40s, low 50s uh, to really put some pressure. I'm definitely down with that one, Drew. I think it's the close. I think it's the closest to hockey overtime, which is also extremely exciting. Yeah, I've always sure. thought I've always thought soccer, uh, football, you know, uh, I've always thought, you know, their overtime sucks. Um, the majority of those leagues, they don't play golden goal or anything like that, which is sudden death. I think what they need to do is because some of these overtimes, they go forever and then it ends in a shootout, which is such a fucking un anti. You watch that much soccer and then you see a shootout determine the game. I think it's bullshit. I think what soccer should do is just every five minutes you remove a player from the field. So you go, I think, it, seriously, because you, you take you start taking away their defense, and then all of a sudden they have to start playing really aggressive defense or really aggressive offense. And uh, I think that'd be really interesting because I hate shootouts, and I th- I hate it to determine the fucking game. I think it's terrible. Yeah, to put it on one person in a team sport. Yep. Uh, staying, with, staying with college football, uh, we have Alabama-Georgia this weekend, and I thought Alabama would be a bigger favorite. They're only a four-point favorite. Uh, it's a it's a Saturday night game. Who do you guys got? Alabama, Georgia. Well, Nick Saban won't be there. Because right? That's a huge element. Yeah, that's a huge element. Um, Alabama's defense is nothing like it used to be. Um, it's it's such a toss up for me. Um, it's you know, Georgia's got some good quarterback play now. Um, it, I don't know. The winner here is probably gonna is gonna be in the playoffs most likely. Um, I, I, it's hard to bet against Alabama, but I'll take Georgia if they wear those uh, dog collar jerseys. <laughs> yeah, they're so sick. Yeah, I, uh, I, and college football, it's it's uh, it's a crapshoot this year. Um, you know, it started out with Iowa State losing, um, and there was just a bunch of upsets. As sloppy as the NFL's been, I think college is even sloppier. Um, it's even more unpredictable because as much as the NFL has to dance around the COVID guidelines. Imagine, you know, having these students that are living in these, uh, you know, facilities and they have way Shit, less. Have you seen the SEC crowds? There ain't no fucking COVID deadline or <laughs> restrictions, man. Exactly. It's, it's terrifying. It is all holds bar yep. there. All right, well, let's talk yeah. about some baseball. Fucking Rays are 3-1, and one, uh, are 3-0, no, and uh, they play in exactly 45 minutes from this uh, broadcast. Obviously, this won't come out till tomorrow, so that's going to seem weird. But um, uh, Dodgers just won tonight. I'm actually wearing a Dodgers jersey right now. Uh, what do you guys think about these two series? Um, obviously, everyone's been surprised about um, not only how like Atlanta came out because they've been hot, but like how they came out and dominated. Um, you know, they put a good shellacking in. Obviously, Dodgers just answered tonight. Um, 
everybody in the country is rooting for the Rays. Um, might even like really put them on the map as far as like getting some uh, extra traction around the country, just taking down the Strohs or the Asterix, uh, as everyone likes to call them. Yep. That's, I mean, they'll, they'll be everyone's golden child if they can take out the Yankees and the Astros, then the Dodgers. I mean, that is a three-headed monster. Can you imagine that run to the World Series after what the Lightning did? Uh, you two are in Tampa right now. Uh, it must be a blast. I mean, obviously with Corona, you know, the streets probably aren't popping like they, they should be, but still, it's got to be a, a good time down there. Yeah, I mean, it's a golden age for Tampa sports, and, you know, 2020 seems like a, a, a fitting year for Tampa Bay to just come out and win every major sport. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I, I, I would definitely rock a mask down there over uh, over at the Trop and catch a game, man. Yeah, uh, it's hell been yeah. a while since the Phillies. I live a mile from the from the Trop, so I, I fucking I, – I, I really want them to come back. I hope next year we're going to see some games again uh, in the stadium because I love going to Rays game. I think it's a great time. You know, everyone loves going to baseball games, even in that shitty stadium. Uh, but Rays up 3-0. God damn, please take out the asterisk. In four, not five, not six. Do it in four. End it tonight. Well, we'll you sound like LeBron. Not three, not, <laughs> not four. <laughs> We're going to move away from this because it's already going to be outdated by the time we fucking publish this uh, podcast. But let's, let's move to the best week of football. Yep. Let's get right into this because we got a fucking phenomenal. I mean, I'm looking at eight games here. All eight of these games are within four points. Um, we've not seen that in quite some time. We've, we've been doing a you know little thing where we've selected the six best games, and we're hard-pressed to get three of those within four points. Been some bad games over the last few weeks. Now they've they've ended up not bad, but yeah. it's been pretty bad. So, uh, what what what's your guys out of all these games? What's the game you're looking forward to the most? Let's get to uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh. You got two get right to here it. right now. I mean, let's just I, get into it. I never thought in my lifetime we'd be a week six of the NFL season saying we're we're facing Cleveland for the division lead. It's it's mind boggling. But I am beyond excited. Um, I'm I, I'm I love that it's a low line. Um, we didn't couldn't finish against Philly, but I just don't see Cleveland running on us. That's been our bread and butter. Um, I honestly I obviously never know, but I think I think Pittsburgh comes out and puts a uh, puts a good beating on Cleveland here on Sunday, and I will be doing one shot per score. I got a uh, I got a little stat for you here uh, in the 2010s. So we're we're out of it now, but. The Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger were, um, well, Ben uh, specifically, when Ben played, 12-1-1 against the Browns. The one, the one tie cost us a playoff, unfortunately. We went 9-6-1 and one and didn't get in, or 9-7-1 and one and didn't get in. But again, 12-1-1. and one. Ben does not lose against the Browns. Um, I think I've been, and people have been listening, I've been against Baker all year. Uh, they don't have Nick Chubb. I think they're probably cocky locker room right now. I, I, I see the, I see Pittsburgh covering. I see the over and I see the Steelers. Yeah. See, uh, Minka's going to get his first turnover of the year. It's coming. Um, you know, they say, uh, you know, the Browns and, uh, and, uh, 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 the, the, tro- the Super Bowl trophy have in common, right? The Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just forget the Lombardi trophy is called? Yeah, the Lombardi. The Lombardi trophy. 
Yeah. Um, you know what? It's starting to sound like Freddie Kitchens a little bit there. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah Freddie. Yeah. Speaking of Freddie Kitchens, uh, one of my better takes ever um, on this page was last year at the very beginning of the season when I was just like, Freddie Ki- Kitchens is hot trash. Get rid of him fucking right now. Uh, one of my worst takes was that fucking what's his tits was going to be a terrible head coach. Stefanski. Uh, Stefanski. Yeah. Man, I, dude, I, so probably some of my worst takes in the last uh, 10 years. My worst take of all time was that Russell Wilson was never going to be a great quarterback. That's my worst sports take of all time. Stefanski, I love what this guy does. I'm going to go ahead and play contrarian here. I don't think the Browns are going to, are going to win, um, but I do think it's going to be a really close game at three and a half points. I kind of like the Browns there. I, I, I could see the Steelers winning by three in a just smash mouth game. One thing that I like about Cleveland is uh, I would like them a lot more, by the way, with Chubb. Um, but without him, I do think that they're they're hurting a little bit because uh, Kareem Hunt is definitely hurting a little bit. You could see it last week. Um, he's mm-hmm. not the player that he normally is uh, with that groin issue. But I could see Cleveland just developing a smash-mouth game plan against you guys where uh, they keep it close. But you guys know way more about this rivalry than I do, so I'm probably wrong about I'm, that. I'm going to get a little football nerdy here. The only thing that concerns me is Marquise Pouncey is questionable. I think if he plays... I think this is a route. I think if Ben has to use a center, he's never used before because Ben's an audible monster. Yeah. He, I, I don't know the percentages, but I guess he audibles 60 to 70% of the time. If he's using a guy, he's never been on center under center before. I think that's an issue. So that's the only slight concern I have as if Marquise Pouncey plays on Sunday. Yeah. yeah the, the North, the North usually three and a half is a good place to take the dogs. Most of those big games finish at a field goal. So you know what game worries me this week? Uh, let's take it away. Uh, Vikings against Atlanta. A week ago, <laughs> I would have said this would be a route, but historically, when coaches get fired, teams get fired up. Um, well, I'm worried about this game. From like this should be a, a, a no questions asked. If Dan Quinn was the coach, I'd be like Vikings by twenty. Uh, if they can almost beat Seattle in Seattle, like I think the Vikings really are weirdly back. Uh, one of the best one in four teams out there. I, th- I think the Vikings and the Chargers are just like these terrifying teams. And you guys know I'm, I'm a big pessimist when I come to my own team in the Vikings. Uh, I liked what I saw last week. Um, and uh, yeah, this game scares me though a little bit because Atlanta, dude, all of a sudden free from their terrible coach. I think they might light it up. I'm a little bit See, scared I- of this game. Actually, in, in our uh, our parlay game, Atlanta is one of my three. And the first thing uh, Brandon over says is Atlanta. That's the loss of ten bucks. I was like, bro. I was like, Dalvin's out, and Atlanta just got rid of Quinn. I was like, just be ready for some weird fireworks, some weird shits going down. I think so, so too. I'll agree with you on the fireworks thing. The over under is only fifty four and a half. Uh, I think that I think this game is going to be very high scoring. If if you have if you have any of the Atlanta wide receivers, Minnesota has no secondary. They have no corners. If if you have Justin Jefferson, if if I, I think if this game is going to be a shootout. No, Drew, you disagree. I disagree horribly. Uh, th- this is a team that the Vikings have played a lot. This is a team that Zimmer is very good scheming against defensively. Um, if you're taking the over, you're banking that the Vikings are going to put up 35 plus uh, because there is something about Zimmer. Look at his record against Matt Ryan. He eats Matt Ryan for fucking breakfast, and I don't care how degraded this defense is. He's going to bring some blitz packages that are going to just absolutely eat Matt Ryan alive. 
Um, I still think the Vikings win this game. Uh, I think they could win it pretty big. I was just kind of putting that out there as kind of like a sexy, like, man, what could happen? I don't think it's going to happen. The Vikings have dominated Atlanta throughout Zimmer's entire tenure. I talked about it last week. The Seahawks have never lost to the Vikings uh, since Russell Wilson has been there. Uh, Mike Zimmer has never lost to Atlanta since we have been here. And we not Ooh, only that, that, that sounds like an announcer's jinx. If I ever heard one, they dominate. Well, I, I, I love I, the under though. I love the under yeah, call there. Take, take the under, take the under there. Trust me on this. Unders are for pussies. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Life's too short. Take the under. <laughs> uh, so let's keep it in the AFC North. Cause in my opinion, this might be the second best game of the week. Chicago at Carolina. Yeah. Two teams that I have no idea I'll get a feel on. Like I am, I'm you, the people that listen to me Monday. I couldn't be more down on Big Dick Nick and the and and the Bears, <laughs> right? Uh, I didn't say I'd go down on Big Dick Nick. <laughs> yeah. Let's make sure. Uh, no, every time you uh, say Big Dick Nick, up. you you kind of have like a little Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Like a little Mike Dick. Yeah. And then we got Carolina on the other end where I'm super high on, but I don't really have a reason. Like they're missing their best player. They don't have a good defense. Like I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I, th- this is the game I went back and forth on, on who I was going to pick here. I think the line is uh, a brutal line. Uh, Carolina is a two and a half point favorite. Uh, this, this is one where I might take. Ah, it's tough. I'm going to go Carolina just because they're my darling of the season right now, and I picked them to make the playoffs last week. But this is the toughest game for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, when def- Chicago's defense, even when they're banged up, they still figure out a way to like show up. Um, and they're just they've just weirdly, weirdly meshed. Uh, Carolina, it's just. It's a, a statistical anomaly for what the hell they are doing. Like they are defying like every law of physics of why they keep winning. Uh, there's no reason they should even be in most of these games, let alone just dominating. Uh, but they're getting it done up front. They're scheming right, and they are just uh, you know they're they're performing for their uh, their ace out. Um, I'm honestly if if I'm hoping this doesn't end up in our pick 'em, um, but I think I'm just going to take Chicago. Um, Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that guy pulls that hog out there. And uh, it's the first one to twenty. First one to score twenty points wins in this game. I mean, I think this is a grind them out, gritty nineteen seventy three three yards and a cloud of dust. Well, type yeah, of game. Let's face it, Carolina has one of the top three best running backs in the league, in Mike Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, milk dud. Straight up, motherfucker's been tearing it up. Nobody would, could have ever predicted that he would be this prolific on, on the fantasy level. I mean. I said it, by the way, I called it. Uh, it was Deion Lewis and Mike Davis uh, the week that both those running backs went down. I called it. I said that Mike Davis was going to be a stud for the next five weeks, um, and indeed he has. Now, uh, are, are the Carolina is Carolina better or worse without Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> Obviously, rhetorical question. Uh, yeah. They are much better with Christian McCaffrey, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team does when Christian McCaffrey comes back. Because I think they kind of found themselves, you know, they kind of had to dig deep. Before it was just about McCaffrey. And now they had to, like, figure out all these elements. Teddy Bridgewater, give it up for Teddy. God, as a a Vikings fan, I fucking love seeing what he's doing. He's scrambling. Like, this is not a guy. This guy almost lost his leg a couple years ago. Um, In this game, 
give me Carolina. I love what I see about this team. Just I, they're, they're one of these teams that uh, the Vikings, I think, are out of it at one and four. I don't think we really, maybe with the additional wild card spot, we have a prayer in hell. But Carolina is going to be a team that I root for because I love what I see about this team. They're kind of like a blue collar, like gritty fucking team. They almost like brought together a, a, a team of like has beens and like Mike Davis, Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson is one of the most consistent players in fantasy right now. Who could have predicted that? He's averaging over nineteen points a week. Insane. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you anyone on that defense other than uh, actually, I don't know. He's like, he's like a hybrid linebacker guy. Um, but I think Juan Short, Short just went he? out, right? Yeah. I, Jinx. Jinx. It's the I, only guy I know. I think it was I think it was pretty selfish of, uh, what, what's his name, their middle linebacker last year. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking around. It, it, you know what? It's insane that he wanted to actually be able to know people's names in five years. Uh, yeah. But could you imagine? Keekly. Could you imagine they still had Keekly? It'd be fucking ridiculous. But yeah, I'm really. That, that, that's a game that I really want to watch this week. Uh, I think maybe yeah. more than all of them. That's a weird game that I really want to watch. Who could have predicted that both these teams would have a seven and a combined seven and three record? It's pretty insane. I couldn't can, tell can, you. Can we talk a battle of the NFC least real quick? I don't want to talk about it too much, but Washington, New York, New York Giants. Yeah, um, battle for the so bottom. It, <laughs> at a battle for the bottom. Is this really a tank it for Trevor Trevor game right here? Is like who can suck more? This is a big this is a big Giants win game. This is huge for Washington to lose. Um I called it since they drafted Haskins. He's just shouldn't be where he got drafted. He's overrated. Terrible. Uh, they need to lose this game. Um they they're, do. they're fighting hard for Rivera, but they're even worse. They're one of the worst teams out there. Giants definitely win this one. Yeah, maybe, maybe they let, let Lawrence rename game. the team. I think this is a weird game. Uh, all I'm going to say is, I think I think Danny Dimes actually ha- puts out like puts 300 yards, three touchdowns, and and next next Monday, Drew and I are talking. Is Danny Dimes back? Is Danny Dimes <laughs> back? Um, he's not. He's no, not he's going to be. But yeah, I, I think I think uh, I think the Giants roll. Yeah, I I. God, the Giants roll. I think it's so bold. Um, man, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know where to call this game. At two and a half, God, I'd almost put it at like zero. This is like a pick em game for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Washington. Why not? Fuck it. Uh, they have more to play for because they are playing for Ron Rivera. I mean, Ron Rivera is retiring, uh, and they beat the Eagles. The I, I, don't, I don't fucking care about it. I'm, I'm not touching this game with a 10-foot pole fa- uh, yeah. Vegas-wise. All right, no well, let's, let's move on to the number one seed in the AFC, uh, Tennessee. Uh, playing Houston in in Tennessee, uh, do, do the does the Texans keep it rolling and winning ten in a row, or or does Tennessee keep putting out and just keep uh, keep that train rolling? What did you say about in ten in a row? Uh, putting out, you know, going down, putting out. You guys know what I'm feeling. <laughs> Um, this one, this can be a weird one for me. Uh, short rest. It's, it's tough because short rest is always huge. And this is short, short rest. Um, obviously they got to take the, the pedal off at the end of the game, but, um, I don't even know what the line is, but, uh, you know, fuck, fuck the Titans, man. I wanted to, I was supposed to go watch the Steelers whoop that ass in Nashville, but, uh, let's go Texans. Yeah. Uh, give me the Titans all day long. Um, man, I think last week was a statement game. Uh, I, geez. Um, give me the Titans all day long. I think they're going to win it big, to be honest. Houston, Houston had a little bit of momentum after firing, uh, what's his tits, but, uh, 
now they're, they're, they're going to level right back off now. Yeah, so I, I agree. So real quick, when they, when they go five and zero here, are the Titans the best team in the AFC? Are are the no? Are we talking about a third of the way through the season that the Tennessee Titans are the number one team in the AFC? No chance. No, I don't agree with that. Nah, I'd go uh, hell. I'd go three teams over them. Yeah, you, you're you're putting Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Yep. All three of those teams, definitely. I, I'd agree with all that. Yep. I might even take the Raiders on a good day, to be honest. Yeah, no, not me. <laughs> the Ra- I'm telling you, like I said in our group chat the other week, uh, Gruden's good for three great game plans a, a year, and then it just falls off. They can- he can't sustain. Gruden can't sustain. He's never been able to. He's yeah. almost got a losing record as a head coach. Crazy to it's think, crazy. but it's true. Yeah, I don't. I have no faith in Gruden whatsoever. So Green Bay, Tampa, um, obviously, you know, Tampa is a dog at home, as home they dog. should be against Green Bay. Um, wow. Uh, two prolific quarterbacks at the end of their rope. Uh, what do you guys think of this one? Green Bay is such a complete team. Um, obviously, I'm still rooting for Tampa to do some stuff just to keep increasing the value of my season tickets. Um, God, I, I wish I wish I could be watching this one. Um I guess I could have had an outside chance, but I didn't like the seating. But um, I think this is a very interesting matchup. We would have loved to have this in 05. Um, 05 or sorry, like 06, 07, really. Um, but um, it's hard. It's hard to, right now, it's hard to go against Green Bay for, in any, me, in any think, situation. I think, I think the key ingredient to this game is Tampa's run game. If they can ball control, if they can play a Tam, uh, Tom Brady offense and keep the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers – I think they have a chance. If Tampa Bay looked the way they looked the past two weeks, this is a blowout. Aaron Rodgers gets Devontae Adams back. They're arguably the hottest team in the league. Um, I I think I think Arians' game plan is going to make or break this game for me. Uh, if we're choosing this game for Pickham, I'm still picking Green Bay. I just I've been really impressed with them, and I. Five weeks in a row have not been impressed by Tampa Bay. Give me Green Bay all day long. I think they're actually going to dominate this game. I think Tampa's been exposed. Um, I don't like Tampa this year. I think they're going to squeak out a playoff spot because they got the greatest quarterback of all time who can still look great at times and can still manage a game with the best of them. Greatest game manager of all time right now, I would argue. Um, but in terms of the talent, it's just not there. He can force his will Um and just win games. I've seen it multiple times this year. The Chargers game, that it really was an incredible game by Brady. Uh, you got to give it up to him in that game. But in this game, uh, guess who else is playing out of his skull? Fucking Aaron Rodgers. Two right. first Battle Hall of Famers. Uh, give me Aaron Rodgers in this one. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, let's, let's not sleep on Aaron Jones either. I mean, I, I was down on him. I didn't think he could do what he did last year. I thought he was going to be someone that was overvalued, if, if we're talking in fantasy. And he's been a top three back. Uh, so I, I, th- I think I think the Aaron's uh, put an ass whooping in Tampa for sure. <laughs> the Aaron brothers. Yep. Let's see what else we got on the slate here. Arizona, um, Dallas. <sighs> yeah, oh. let, let's talk Arizona. Let's talk your darlings, Marcus. What uh, What do you think about them going against uh, on, Andy Dalton in the Big D? I think um, I think my boy is gonna get. Uh, his first turnover, Isaiah Simmons. I think he's going to get a crib six because we know that uh, um, Andy Dalton likes throwing turnovers. Um, 
he's, he's coming back to play. Um, Arizona, they have no excuse not to drop 30, 40 points on Dallas. Uh, they've really only slumped the one game um, as far as uh, points go. Dallas keeps squeaking out wins when everyone's taking them in uh, the Eliminator Challenge, so I'm still live in all of those. Um, who the hell am I rooting against? I think I'll get back to you in a second, but there's someone that has yeah. like over over 50 percent of the pickums this week, um, and it's not a, it's not a uh, like a gimme by any means, dude. If we're talking about fantasy player of the week, Hopkins against that defense. Oh my god! I mean, Dallas is the worst defense in the league. I don't. I don't think that's much up for debate. At least what we've seen. They they have talented pieces, which I'm. I'm I think that's more on the the defensive coaching staff more than it is anything. But uh, yeah, this game is going to be just like we were talking about in the Chicago Carolina first one to twenty. I think this game's first one to forty. I think this game is just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. If you have a fantasy player in one of these two games. Um, <laughs> You have a good chance of pulling a win. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona just because Andy Dalton sucks, but this game's going to be a blast to watch uh, Monday night. I think you're going to see a weirdly sloppy game. Uh, Andy Andy Dalton, like, yeah, you looked good last week. I just don't buy Andy Dalton. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not, I don't think. Um, but I do think they're going to win the game because I don't like what? I don't like what I see out of Arizona. Not at all. Not even a little bit do I like what I'm seeing out of Arizona recently. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a field day. I agree with that. I'd go if I had to do the over under on 24 points. I'd probably take the over on that, uh, fantasy wise on PPR. Um, he's going to get the ball so many fucking times. Uh, but I just think that the Arizona offense, man, I. Dallas defense is really bad, but they do have some great athletes uh, that I think that they can play contain. Uh, you know, Jalen Smith. Uh, what's his name? former phenom from San Francisco. God, I'm so bad with names. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they, they have some great athletes that they can play contain, I think, on on Kyler Murray. If you shut down Kyler Murray and his athleticism um, and just kind of be play like that a ground control will do game. that, Drew. I'm telling you right now, that defense is not going to... You're going to see Kyler break a 20, 30, 40-yard run. See, I wouldn't be surprised, Monday. though, if Ezekiel Elliott had 170 yards in this game and just... Yeah, he's going to have, have 35 gonna... touches. Uh, Jalen Smith is faster than Kyler Murray. Uh, do you see him keep keeping track with Beckham? And he was all over the field in their last game. Jalen Smith is as still bad phenomenal. As, as bad as Dallas is, Jalen Smith looks incredible this year. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think Dallas is going to win this game. I do. For sure, it's crazy that I, I don't. I, 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 I think I uh, home okay, dogs. Cool. I'm, I'm taking Dallas all day in a in a in a pick 'em. Definitely, Marcus. What do you? Who are you picking? Uh, you I have it. to take. I have to take my boys. But um, right, you did. They, they just they have suspect defense, but as does Dallas. I'm looking for fireworks and uh, and maybe look at Larry Fitzgerald first touchdown, baby. There we go. Uh, before we get to the other Monday night game, uh, let's let's cover a big NFC West game and a game San Francisco needs badly. Uh, so we got uh, we got the Los Angeles Rams at the 49ers with the 49ers being a three and a half point favorite um, is again. You hate to say must win in week six, but is this must win for San Francisco to keep pace with the rest of that NFC West? Definitely. With, without a doubt. Um, and I think they're going to get routed. Um <laughs> The Rams have shown some inconsistent play, but they close when they need to and they perform when they need to. Um, and I mean, San Francisco is just so banged up. It's just it's unfortunate for them. 
Um, but they're they're staring with this a very talented roster. They're staring down the eyes of a top five pick right now. Yeah, San Francisco is a really interesting team because last year they were really beat up too. Weirdly enough, um, they lost like all their running backs throughout the regular season, and then they go to the playoffs and Mostert is all of a sudden the best running back in the fucking league. Uh, so they're really intriguing to me. I do think they're a little bit better with Mullins. Um, I think they're. Are they going to start Garoppolo? What's what's the status on that? They got to go back to Garoppolo. Are they really? Um, yeah, actually, I just read it right now. He's on track to start Sunday against the Rams. Yeah, then give me the Rams all day long. <laughs> if he looks so bad, man. If Garoppolo's playing, give me the Rams all day long. But, yeah, I, I would think that they would go to somebody else. But, wow, they're going back to Garoppolo. Give me fucking the Rams all day long. Well, here, here's here's Brandon's uh, key ingredient to the to, to the game, and, and I think it all comes down to the run defense. You know, if, if – if the 49ers can get rolling, if they can get running downhill, I think they can be a time of possession, control the clock, control the game, allow Shanahan to dig his heels in in a scheme. Aaron Donald's not going to let that happen. Oh. Um, that, that, that Rams defensive line is is very solid with arguably the best defensive player in the league. Uh, no, so it's not I, an I, argument. I think game, it's not an argument. Uh, yeah, there's no argument there's there. no argument. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where I think I think this game is won in the trenches, and that's why I like the Rams in Aaron, this game. Aaron Donald last week against Alex Smith was fucking hilarious. Uh, so so on the sidelines he goes, they they I guess they were playing on the Megatron, him like jumping on top of Alex Smith's back and like riding him like a fucking Bronco down to the ground, and he he was watching it on the Megatron. And he looked up and he goes, "Man, that I guess his legs." He like said something like, "I guess his legs are back." Like he's like, I'm gonna fucking go test out those legs, and I like it, dude. Because you know what? Good for Alex Smith for coming back, but this is still football, man. You can't expect players just to not hit you. Like if you're gonna come back, like oh yeah, I wanted to do it for well, my kids. You almost uh, lost your fucking leg, you idiot. You should never have came back. I for this team, what are you, what, what are you doing coming back in the league? It's just like when Shazier was like, I'm gonna come back. I'm like, no, you're not, no. dude. <laughs> No, you're not. Well, you can barely walk to the podium. You cannot come back. Well, Drew, you know, you know my uh, hatred for Alex Smith is uh, second to none. Uh, after <laughs> his per, after his comeback performance, he is now the Vegas favorite to be comeback player of the year. But uh, I think my favorite part was like you know like they show the comeback stories of guys come back. They're breaking off touchdowns, making big plays. Welcome back to the NFL, Alex Sack, incomplete sack. And honestly, that was probably my favorite. Like. Montage of the years. Welcome back, Zach. No, Bumbles, big, big Ben's going to win Comeback Player of the Year when they uh, when they win number seven. He's so. four and a four and a half to one right now. Him and Cam are the tops. Second, so second speak, top. speaking of four and one, let's get uh, to our final game here. Uh, that was a great Newman segue, by the way. It's a Newman um, segue. Uh, we got Kansas City at Buffalo. Two teams that are four and one, and I couldn't be opposite on on two different teams. I think I think Kansas City is an impressive four and one. I think Buffalo is a lucky four and one. Uh, I can't believe the Chiefs are only three and a half point favorites. Um, it's weird. We we keep talking. All these lines are so close, and I think we've said blowout in almost all of the games. That's what um, I love this week. No, uh, I, 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 I don't. I don't think a lot of these are gonna be blowouts. You guys have said a lot of blowouts. I think a lot of these are gonna be really close. Well, for, and, and for me, blowouts on three-point lines are touchdowns, six, seven points, cut, 10, 10 points, late score, but Good it's kind of out of hand. Yep. Um, you, you know, there's one factor to think about on this Tuesday night game was maybe Buffalo was kind of looking for peeking over the corner to Kansas City. 
But uh, it's it's hard for me not to think that Kansas City is just going to come because they're pissed off, man. They're it, not going to lose two in a row. It, 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 it's, it's, it's hard back. for me to think that they don't just come out and drop 40, 30 or 40 on Buffalo. They're going to yeah. dominate this game. It's not even going to be close. Uh, you've never seen the ire of Patrick Mahomes like you're going to see next week. This is a guy that can't be defeated. Um, he threw that costly interception last week. Do you think Patrick Mahomes isn't thinking about that interception every minute of every day? Uh, yeah. He he has not even looked Brittany in the eyes for the last couple days. He is only thinking about Buffalo. He's going to dominate this game. If you have Patrick Mahomes in fantasy, he's about to put up four touchdowns, and they're going to dominate Buffalo. If Ryan Tannehill can put up 33 fantasy points against a Buffalo defense, rest assured, Patrick Mahomes is about to put up a fucking clinic against this defense. Got so, it, again, uh, Marcus and I are going to kick off our first-ever gambling show, uh, but I'm going to give a little bit of a preview here as uh, as we wrap things up tonight. Um you want to t- when you want to go ahead and take Kansas City, uh, and you want to go ahead and take the over on this one. It pays out about three to one. So again, if you want to put twenty down, if you want to put fifty down, go ahead and triple your money. I think the over and Kansas City is uh, with the points. Of course, giving giving the points, I think is a money bet. I'm with Drew. I don't think this one's close. Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose two in a row, and he shows the fuck out. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys. Flights to Tunisia. That means that we're wrapping up the show. Um, any closing thoughts? Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Yeah, man. One of the most exciting, I mean, Steelers-Browns. The rivalry's back. I'm gonna be so fucking hammered for kickoff. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I have no doubt about that. All right, guys, from all of us here at the Sports Memory Podcast, thank you so much for listening to us, and good night. Good night.